When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Wildcard Fantasy Premier League. If you're new here, then please do give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. As being a new podcast, this will help us a great deal. If you're listening elsewhere, please do drop us a review and a subscribe. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to Wildcard FPL, our FPL podcast. I'm Joe Cooper and I'm joined by Alex Richards and Mark Jones. This is going to be our... Preview of Game Week 9. I, I didn't think it was Game Week 10 this week, but apparently it's only Game Week 9. So we're still kind of plodding along at a slow pace, but we're going to go through Game Week 9 and have a look back to last week as well, which was obviously Game Week 8. If I just get up the team of the week and the results. Um, and it was a week where if you didn't have Salah, then you didn't do very well, but everybody had Salah and everybody captained them. Not just on this podcast, but seemingly in the world. We just looked through the players that did well. Obviously, Firmino was the one that sticks out with 20 points. He got a hat-trick. Didn't get man of the match, though, which was uh, unusual, but that's because Salah played so well. I did, did we say last week on the podcast that Harry Kane might play himself back into form against Newcastle? We might have, or well, somebody said that anyway. I definitely heard somebody say that. Whether it was on this podcast, I'm not sure, but that he did, despite the fact that there were a goal down after what felt like about five seconds. Um, but pretty much everybody else that scored high last week was not high on so I mean if you have Tim Krul in your team then you should probably just quit um, Ogbonna is the sort of player who you know not many people will have Ben Chilwell maybe but because of the Marcus Alonso thing again not many people would have him um, De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva you know two two players who still likely to get rotated a lot so not high ownership there and Harry Kane a player who you know probably was pretty high on at the start but then has had his arguably worst start to a season ever um, and and yeah it was just one of those funny game weeks really we'll come on to our scores in a bit but pretty much half of our points I think from all of us came from Captain and Mo Salah and it felt like it was you know the same for everybody else as well just looking down the results um, it got off to what looked like a pretty predictable start really as, as Liverpool absolutely hammered Watford um, but then it kind of got less predictable as it went on. Obviously, Chelsea probably should have been beaten by Brentford. Eddie Mendy with one of the performances of the season. Man City only beat Burnley 2 0. Sat here and said that they were going to beat them 5 0 about six times last week, but they only beat them 2 0. And um, obviously, Manchester United humbled um, by Leicester. And something happened in the Midlands as well last week. Can't remember what happened. Can you tell us, Alex? I'm appalled you can't remember, John. <laughs> A great, great win for Wolves. Uh, I mean, not a great game, to be honest. Mistake ridden from both teams. And they were 2-0 down with 80 minutes gone and fans were not very happy. But great comeback, 3-2. Another three points, four wins in five now. Um, and they did it without Raul Jimenez, which was, which was nice. Nice to see they can play a bit without him. Yeah, it did, it did, which was annoying for me because um, as... Oh, yeah, yeah, that as well, yeah. yeah we... 
he, yeah. so he, he he came on then, did he? He came, he came on in the yeah. 88th minute. So he was involved. <laughs> I didn't realise it was as late as that. 88th? Actually. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, realise yeah. that. Which was when it was 2-2. He, yeah. came on, he came on at 2-2, yeah. Right, OK. He'd been warming up for about 20 minutes and, like, on the touchline, just shooting daggers to the bench, like, when am I coming on? Hurry up and get me on, that kind of thing. And they went and... Uh, when it was 2-0, they brought on Fabio Silva and Daniel Pedence instead. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, he, and he was just there, still warming up, just still looking absolutely furious. Yeah. And then he was about to come on at 2-1, they equalised, and obviously it was all cheers, and then he, he was sent on with about two minutes to go. I was going to say, did he play any part in the goal? But I imagine he didn't, because it was a free kick, wasn't it? The third one. Uh, yeah, it was a free kick. Neves deflected in after uh, Adama Traore with a, a run through half the Villa team and getting fouled. Which good him. <laughs> 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 um, I noticed earlier actually when I was putting these images together just for the benefit of, of audio listeners um, in midfield and up front apart from Salah we only have one return out of one, two, three, four, five, well seven uh, I can't count seven, six, six what, what's seven plus six plus six nineteen go. <laughs> no seven plus six plus six out of nineteen oh, sorry. midfielders and forwards um, we only have four returns, which is pretty much what it looked like last week for everybody. Some some returns off um, the defence. We've all got the same goalkeeper. Um, and annoyingly, actually, that game, that Norwich Brighton game, knocked me out of a last man standing thing. Where if if Brighton had won that game, would have won three hundred quid. Yeah. But they didn't win that game. They drew nil nil. And I even said before I didn't want to put it on because they might draw nil nil. And I was going to put Spurs on, but then I didn't. I didn't dare because it was like the Newcastle Revolution. But anyway, I've digressed completely. <laughs> Who's is the team on the left? Are you right? Is it? Is that, is that <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> George, is that your team on the left? Because it's got Smith Rowe, so it must be. Yes. Yeah. Well, with a wonderful two there. Um, yeah, that's my team. Um, we've all done very similar, haven't we, this week? Um, uh, quite similar at the back. I see you've copied me there, Alex, with Laporte. You've gone. You've, you've gone down that road. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, the Duffy train still still rolling on. Um, yeah, the disappointments. I mean, I got down to um, you know kind of Saturday night into Sunday, and I was looking at it going well. Uh, Damari Gray at home to West Ham could do something, but Everton were awful, um, really poor. They really look as though they miss those players. They've got injured. Who there are now more of them. Um, Decore is going to be out for a while. Who I've spoken about on here before as a really good player. And Calvert-Lewin, who I know you pine for, Alex, is not going to be back for a while. Um, so they could be in a bit of trouble. And I wonder if that will affect Amari Gray's performances because he's dropped off a tiny bit, hasn't he? Um, and then I always thought I was never into the whole Andros Townsend thing anyway, to be honest. I thought he's always, you know, I, I don't, I mean, he's a player that we've seen for 10 years. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know why everyone suddenly kind of build it as this wonderful second coming of Andros Townsend when you know what you're going to get from him, really. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks for Everton, and I look, I, I do look at Gray, and I look at the uh, the axe, and the, and the axe might might move over to him soon for me. But um, but yeah, and then it went on into, I mean, uh, also I should mention uh, Mbwemo who hit the post twice against Chelsea. Um, I think everybody hit the post twice, didn't they? He, he, do, he does that a lot, Mbwemo. Yeah, I think, I think um, he's hit the woodwork more than anyone else so far. But he's one I'm quite happy. And I know. One of you had him at the start of the season, didn't you? Um, yeah, I, I did and got rid after the first and got game. rid pretty quick. But I'm happy to have got him back on board now. And um, and he's, uh, yeah, I really like the look of him. And then, yeah, going into Arsenal Monday night, and I thought, right, okay, here's a chance for 
for the two kids to really show their worth and and it did not happen. Um, Arsenal were very lucky to get a point, I thought. They didn't play very well. Smith-Rowe is a very good technical player, but he got a bit lost in, in that game, I thought. Uh, Arsenal made a good start, but then they really trailed off. And then Saka gets an injury and goes off at half-time. So, um, you will see. I've already made a ruthless decision on that one. But um, uh, I think, uh, it, overall, I mean, I always try and judge myself against you two, really. And if I've done the same as you, I know it's been all right. So... So I'll 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 take that and um wasn't the worst week and, and once again once again the best player in the world uh digs everyone out. Indeed, yeah. And you say you try and do the same as us well, fifty eight, fifty six and fifty nine. Alex, your team was the only one that got a midfielder forward return that wasn't Mo Salah. Yeah, Phil Foden. Added added him last week, figured that I think as we all did that City would run through Burnley with pretty much ease and and he's back fit, and he looks absolutely brilliant at the moment. Um, I think he got he got an assist for the Bernardo Silva goal. Um, but I, I mean, I'm left ruining players on the bench. Traore was on the bench; he had five points. Veltman was on the on my pitch and got zero, and got hooked before. The, I think he got hooked in the 58th minute, so that cost me Brighton's clean sheet. I should also mention I made a great decision. I dropped at the last minute. I dropped Luke Shaw for Duffy. Because I just I thought my I thought my United would lose and they did. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Cheers for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well I, I went with Veltman over over, over both Traore and Livramento and uh, and Saka over the two of them as well, and that didn't work out for me at all. Had eleven points sitting on the bench. Um but I mean, yeah, the, the Liverpool connection, Salah and Alexander Arnold, I think I, I don't know if you haven't got both of those two now, what are you doing? Like just, just what you're doing with your team. Just, point, just pointless. Yeah, you have we to, all, you we have all have do. To have them. Got, you've got to have both of them. And I mean, I mean, Sally, you can just. I mean, we've got however many weeks of the season left. You can just set him as your captain now every week and just leave him. There's no no point even thinking about it. He's, he's playing that well. Do you think he'll keep it up all season though? It's unlikely he's going to keep this form up that he's in now. I'm not saying he's going to you know go on a eight games scoreless run but do you think he's got it in him to keep it up all season he has gone through sort of mini dips in the past not mini dips at his own level i don't know what do you think i think he has and he, he he seems to be getting more assists than than not that he doesn't he's never not got assists before but he seems to be getting more assists with the goals he's scoring every game now and i think he's aware liverpool are aware that they have to pretty much win every every week with man city such a strong team. Uh, if they're going to win the league title, that that that's just how it's got to be. And he's obviously the main man. So, you know, you go into a game like this weekend where they're playing Man United away, and you know, in, in previous years, perhaps you would have looked and gone, right, I'll move my captaincy elsewhere. I, I don't think you need to now with Salah. Um, I, I think he he is that good. He's playing at that higher level, and and that's the level he needs to continue at for the for the entire season because Liverpool want their title back and. It's the only way they're going to get it. Him being at this absolute peak, uh, along with his teammates, which I would include Trent in that. I think if if he doesn't score two of the best goals we've seen all season, as in the one at Watford and the one at home to City, if he doesn't score those two goals, we're still talking after the game about the assists he gave to Mane in the same games. Um, you know, the one against City, which I think was 
because of what came next, it has almost been forgotten. He gets the ball on the on the right hand side and he just cuts it. He breezes through a couple of challenges and he plays a great ball through and Manny scores. And then the one against Watford, it's just the you know, I mean, Danny Rose, God, he, he must have he must have had nightmares after that game and, and the way that terrible, wasn't the it? way that so he bad. the way that he beat him and then plays it with the outside of his foot through to um, through to Manny. And we all focus on the goals because they're his goals and because they're so, they were incredible. But if they don't happen, you're still talking about you know a player of that quality who's providing those sort of assists and creating those sort of chances for his teammate, which is enormous. You know, in a in, in a team that's going for a for a league title. So um, I think that I mean it probably is. You know, he will not score in every game, but um, at the moment it looks like he is. But there's also probably something that gets a little bit overblown. But there's the African Nations Cup to think about. Um, I think having looked at Having looked at it, it's looking likely he'll only miss two Premier League games. Um, and they are, if memory serves, they're sort of fairly winnable ones. You'd bet Liverpool to do enough with, you know, I mean, obviously there'll be no Mane as well. So you're looking at Jota and Firmino and maybe Divock Origi or Minamino or one of these sort of players they have knocking around. Um, so that would be the only sort of concern to sort of stop in his, his form. But no, right, right now, going to United, I think I, think I agree. I, I, he's still going to be my captain where. I might have maybe thought against that in recent years, but I keep saying it. I don't know why there's a debate. He's the best player in the world. Um, and and he is playing at a level that very few can match at the moment. It feels a little bit like to me when he, he first came in, nobody expected him to be as good as he was. And he scored, how many goals was it? Did he score 30 in the league? Uh, his first season was, yeah, uh, 30. Yeah, three, and then people overall, overall was forty four in his all, all competition. Yeah, and then once teams kind of didn't figure him out, but realised he was such a danger, he dipped a bit because they focused on him more. But now he seems to have found a way to get those numbers he got in his first season, while you know everybody's still knowing what he's about. So he's definitely stepped up, and I will maybe captain him this weekend. But I'm still not sure with it being Man United. Does it does feel like Man United might pull a resort out of nowhere? But um, I still need to think about it to be honest. Um, but my team last week pretty much the same as all yours, to be honest. I got no returns from anybody apart from Salah and um, four clean sheets at the back. Ben White came in and Arsenal. Ben White came in specifically for that game, thinking uh, you know they, they might, you know they might keep a clean sheet. They look fairly decent recently. I didn't watch the game, but by all accounts they were terrible. Um, Livermento put him in your team. Because if you put him on the bench, you'll get. He seems to get a clean sheet every week, even against like Man City and you know, was it Chelsea? He got one against recently, or maybe he got an assist. I can't remember. He, he yeah. won the penalty, didn't he? That yes, was that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, Ismail Assar's been really good, but <laughs> Watford was so bad. I hope that's not a sign of things to come because Ismail Assar's been a really good pick. And if Watford are that poor every week, then they'll probably have a new manager um, before the end of November, if not October. <laughs> Um, and with Lukaku, we'll, we'll come on to it in a little bit. Um, you know, even if he didn't get injured, I might have been looking at replacing him anyway because Chelsea haven't been that good going forward. I think, as Alex said last week, they don't blow teams away, they're, they're very solid. They play, you know, three or five at the back, however, which way you see it. Um, and after the performance at Arsenal at the start of the season, which is kind of what we expected. He was backing into players. He was kind of made, made a mockery, really, of Arsenal's defence. We haven't really seen that since, to be honest. Um, so the injuries obviously forced my hand because you can't have 
an 11.5 million player on the bench, um, but we'll see in a bit that I'm going to get rid of him. Damari Gray as well. I think Alex against it at the start of the season. He does this quite often. He'll come in and he'll score a goal and assists. You know, do this, do that, and he's tailed off as well. Probably not helped by the fact that Dominic Carver Lewin has been injured and now Dakura as well, which isn't ideal. Um, Raul Jimenez. I didn't realise that he came on so late because I didn't watch the game. I assumed he'd come on because I knew they were trailing. I assumed he'd come on like sixty minutes, maybe even half time. Um, but to come on in the eightieth minute, that's a bit of a, a bit of a blow. But was yeah, that really, really, was that purely international? Uh, exertions, or is yeah. there something else happening there? Yeah. No, nah, purely international. Uh, it'll be, it'll be straight back in the, it'll be in the starting lineup this week. Did he wear his headgear? Yeah, he's got to. He's not allowed to throw it away. Okay, he did do his thing. He, he did, and I think he's, I think he's got absolute. Um, I think he's been told in no uncertain terms. You, you, you held us off the medical team. You, you literally <laughs> cannot do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to. This week seems the graphics are a little bit different because Jonesy's has is subs included. Oh yeah, um, but they no, are. it doesn't. I've got the prices. Yeah, but you've got the subs on there as well, so you've got oh, like okay. a five-five-three going on, whereas we've got a four-four-two. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, that's, no, that's the team. I'm playing them all. I'm playing them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think yours is the transfer screen, basically, where I was. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. The big team screen. But you did you see you've already made a change since this? Yes, um, uh, Sack is gone. Uh, Rafinha's there. I don't know about oh, the status. Yeah, I don't. Is. I don't know about the status of his injury, but I. It sort of hit me watching Arsenal the other night. I might have gone a little bit too soon. I got a little bit too excited. They're still very raw, and and I just, and I, it's the whole thing of I don't necessarily like having two players of the same club in the same position because you're very much dependent on then their performance, aren't you? And you know the the, um, the the team's performance. If the team does play well, then you've got two players who haven't done anything. So, um, so I decided. Uh, Saka was gone. I don't, say, I don't know about his injury. It it didn't look, I'm not, it didn't look too great. But the way that Macarthur went through him, didn't he? And he probably got a bit fortunate to only get booked, really. But um, uh, I'm not sure, as I say, if he's going to be fit. But um, he's gone. And uh, and yet, because I am a football fan and I'm incredibly fickle, I remember slagging off Rafinha and saying he's not for me, but he's in. Uh, so um, he he came out perfect price wise. So I'm 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 fully spent up now. Um, he missed the game at Southampton because he's Brazilian and he had to travel around the world at the all do. Um, but he'll be back at the weekend and Leeds, who I'm not too sold on this season. Um, but everything goes through him in an attacking sense, I think. And uh, he'll be important. I know you've had him for a while, Coop. So, um, yeah, I, for me, it, I, my concerns with him were always I didn't think he had that end product, but he started to show it a bit more. And basically, I had a choice. I was looking at Ben Rama, who I know I can see there as well. Um, even he's made a sar, but but you never. I mean, Watford, you're not quite sure what's going going to happen with them week to week. So so yeah, I've done I've done uh, Rafinha for Saka, but then obviously Lukaku has happened. So um, unless there's going to be some miraculous moment for little Archer there on the bench, I think <laughs> I might have to uh, I might have to look at that as well. So I could have to take my first. Point hit of the season, dun, which dun, I never dun. liked doing. I never liked doing, but presuming we get more on Lukaku's injury today or tomorrow, um, I might be looking at a man who we have spoken about on here before as being a very underrated player in Jamie Vardy, um, who could be someone who comes in as a possible replacement for Lukaku, but uh, still all to be decided, and still we wait to see um, what happens with him. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't play all fifteen players there, but I'll um, I'll do the best <laughs> to. Um, 
But but yeah, no, uh, Rafini for Saka has happened and um and we move on. Um, you mentioned there about Lukaku's injury, and we'll, we definitely will find out about it in the press conference. We'll be surprised if it's not one of the first questions. But I didn't see it midweek, but we were talking about it off camera before. Did either of you see it? Um, and did it did it look bad? Did it look like he might be able to shake it off? I, I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure. It looks like a couple of weeks job. He, he, his foot gets stuck underneath a, a guy tackling him from behind, and his ankle kind of twists and. It looks like it looks like ligaments is going to be the problem. It's just how severe that problem is. I, so it doesn't, I, it doesn't seem like he's going to be in this weekend. Definitely, I, I'd almost certainly guarantee he doesn't play this weekend. Like whether he's whether he's back for Newcastle in a week's time as well, I would say is doubtful. Uh, just just because of how his how his foot went and and the entire the entire guy tackling him's weight landing on it didn't look didn't look particularly nice. It's not a problem for you though, because you don't have him. Absolutely not. No, I was very much aboard the Cristiano Ronaldo train. How do you uh, feel about that one now? It started off really well, and he's obviously scoring big goals in Europe continually. Just not quite doing it in the Premier League at the moment. Um, I'll be honest. I I always had the plan when I was sticking him in to begin with, keep him, and then when Harry Kane hits form, swap him out of Harry Kane. The issue with that is Harry Kane has obviously taken his time. Looked like he was back at it against Newcastle last week, scoring one and making another. Um, but now you've got a Spurs team that, if we're honest, they don't score loads of goals. They're not really going to ever blow teams away with Nuno as their boss. And their next three games are away at West Ham. You're then at home to Man United. You are then away at Everton. Um, I'm kind of umming and ahhing over whether it's it's worth making that swap now when you consider Ronaldo and United have got Liverpool and City in the next three games. That, that's, the, that's the big question. That's the transfer that's currently hanging over that team. I think the, the rest of that team will be what starts for me this weekend. It's just whether Ronaldo's up there or whether Harry Kane's in. Yeah, it was the same for me as well until I, I didn't actually realise that Lukaku was even injured until this morning. So I'm not sure what I've been. In fact, in fact, did Chelsea only play last night? Yeah, Wednesday night. Oh, well, that'd be why. <laughs> I thought they played Tuesday. Honestly, <laughs> all the days are just rolling in. I've done three podcasts three days in a row and I haven't got a clue what's going on anymore. They've all just merged into one. Um, but yeah, my transfer was probably going to be Ronaldo out. But now it's not going to be Ronaldo out because Lukaku is injured and I'm not going to get rid of both. So my plan really was just to leave him, Salah and uh, you know Lukaku, Ronaldo and Salah in all season. Um, but that's not really panned out. Uh, even if Lukaku hadn't been injured, obviously they've not been, as I said before, they've not been playing that well. But he was going to be my captain this week, not Salah because Norwich. Um, not because of, I think that Lukaku is... Better than Salah or more likely to score than Salah just because I think Norwich are by distance the worst team in the league and um and I thought Lukaku would have would probably had a field there. So I'm now gonna to have to get rid of him and I'm not sure if I might bring in Kevin De Bruyne and do because 'cause I've only made about two transfers or something ridiculous this season, so I've definitely got two in the bank. Um so I might bring in De Bruyne and somebody but I'm not sure who yet, because I've not really looked. I think De Bruyne got brought off after 60 minutes midweek, which usually suggests that he's going to play at the weekend. Um, I think in that in that team, 
when they're all fully fit and rested, I think there's probably only three players who play the vast majority of games, and that's De Bruyne, Diaz and Edison. Although out of those three, De Bruyne, I think, is probably the most likely to get rotated. Obviously, Edison's the goalkeeper, so it's a different story, and Diaz, for some reason, just seems to be ever-present. Um, but I think if you are going to pick a player out of that team um, that isn't Diaz or Edison, that is more likely going to play is De Bruyne. I would look at Foden as well, because... Again, he got brought off after 60 minutes, but it's just that thing of, is, is he going to play? It's like a little bit stressful having them in your team because they all cost a lot of money, don't they? <laughs> if they don't, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't I'm not going to get forward. I, I was looking at Jamie Vardy. Um, the, he he goes, tends to go through periods, though, of he'll score a few and then he'll not score a few. He didn't play midweek. No, the lad Dakar scored four, um, didn't he? Yeah, I was keeping up with that game yesterday, yeah. um, and the goals were flying. Was it two, were they two one down at half time? Yeah, I think they were two nil down. Two nil down. Yeah, two nil was four, it? Four, was yeah. it finished in the end? Is it four three or four two? Four, four three. Four three. Four three. Yeah. So they scored four in the second half. Yeah, that's, that's wild. I assumed that Vardy was playing when I saw the goals flying, and he just wasn't scoring. But it wasn't. It was Dakar and Nacho, wasn't it, up top? Um. So you know, Vardy will play this weekend. Given that, I don't, I'm not sure if he even came on. Um, but Leicester has scored a lot of goals. They scored four against Man United. They scored four against Spartak Moscow. Um, I can't remember the fixtures before that, to be honest. Um, but yeah, my team for this week, obviously Lukaku is going to have to go, and that will probably end up being straight to Jamie Vardy. But the axe, the proverbial axe, is also over Damari Gray's head, um, <laughs> especially now they don't have Dakure and Calvert Lewin, and that is going to affect their goal output. But it's a, but it's a fixture at home to Watford that you think, right, this is one that they are, he has to do something. Yeah, true, true. And Watford don't like playing against the Scousers as we saw last week. That's they true. really, really hate it. Yeah. I mean, um, he's... Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm still laughing at you being stressed out while the Man City players. I'm just imagining what Guardiola is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I've, I, I said before, I'm looking at obviously the Lukaku question as well and Vardy seems the obvious one. But um, I'm going to have a little scout around, I think. And... Who, who've Leicester got? I've got I've got the fixtures at the end, so I'm just going to skip through about three different things. Just to Wolves, get to isn't them. it? Leicester? Yeah, no, Leicester, Leicester at Brentford. Oh, Brentford. Brent, there they are, they're at the bottom. Brentford away, Arsenal at home, Leeds away, Chelsea home, Watford home, so that away. Oh. They're, they're pretty good fixtures, aren't they, really? Mm, yeah. Brentford, Brentford don't concede. Brentford don't concede. Yeah. No, I mean, the Brentford one's one of the harder ones, and obviously Chelsea's hard, but the rest are good. If you're thinking about keeping them long term, like Arsenal yeah. at the moment are just nothing. Leeds being poor, Watford being terrible. So that they got beaten by like nine by was it Leicester, one of the teams that did them for nine or eight or seven uh, a couple of years ago, um, and then Villa, I think. So you, you're probably not looking at the Brentford game and thinking, yeah, it's a gimme, but the others maybe are. Who was the other? I was also looking at De Bruyne. Uh, their fixtures, Brighton. Brighton have been good, but you still won't be surprised if City just beat five nil. That's the thing with City; they can beat anyone five nil, can't they? City were great in midweek as well. Like absolute PSG went to Bruges and got a one-all draw and didn't really, didn't really do a lot. Could have lost them. City just went there and absolutely just smashed them to pieces. They beat Leipzig as well, didn't they, Bruges? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They had four points before that game, and then City absolutely destroyed them. I'll go back to where we were. Move on to the next one, actually. So, speaking about Lukaku, this was this is four wins by form, and so we've already gone over it a little bit. Obviously, Firmino's up there, but he's just he scored a hat trick last week, but he's still not a fancy football player, is he? And 
also still might not play. Two Wolves players in the top six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I think Firmino will play at the weekend. Um, yeah. It's very much a. I think it's a kind of yeah top, because it's because it's Man United but yeah, because it's a tough it, game. It's one of the games they'll want a bit more control of the game. He probably so. scores as well. Well, I mean, that that hat trick from a combined distance of about ten yards, wasn't it? Um, uh, very similar to a hat trick that Dirk Kite once scored against Man United, which is a very similar thing of very uh, just just in the right place at the right time. But he's it's it, it was the exact thing that everyone's always said he doesn't do, isn't it? You know, being being in the positions and. And I just wonder if, you know, the form of Salah and Mane, obviously Salah more so, but Mane isn't playing great, but he's still scoring goals. Um, it's just, I mean, if you're a defender playing against that front front three, you're going to focus on them. And and, and Firmino can kind of pick up the bits, can't he? And same for Jota as well. He'll get, um, he'll get at least another one of these tapping chances against United as well. Because they, yeah. they seem to be conceding the same goal over and over again. They did it again against Atalanta. Ball, it, ball down the sides of a fullback, low cross, and someone's tapping in from six yards. Yeah. I think it's not a surprise that Firmino's improved slightly with his output since Jota's come in as well. I think, to be honest, I've not seen the stats, but it feels like he has he's probably just been stung a little bit by... And, and having the competition as well. Um, he has I been think that sounds like times. something you've completely made up. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell us what you really think. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's, his stats have really improved up in the last 12 months or anything. He's I think he's... Kind of I, it, per, yeah. per game, I think he probably has, yeah. Was, it, I, mean, I mean, this season, yeah. He was poor last season. Yeah, he, this season he's actually... Sort of goal-scoring rate is quite impressive. I think he's one of these players who... Is just enjoying the fact that fans are there, and you know, like he's a bit of a showman, isn't he? And and he yeah. he must have, you know, um, he must have hated, as I think a lot of footballers did, trudging around a pitch somewhere in the country um, every week last on what was a very sort of drudge of a, of a season last year, and just almost wondering what's the point of it. <laughs> and and for him to have the crowds back and singing his name, and and you know, he can pull off his little flicks and he can do he's, he's always got a smile on his face hasn't he so those big teeth um but he's um yeah i i just think he's, he's and he's pretty not alone i mean looking at looking at bamiang there he, he played well the other night or certainly started well 2.7 percent um, yeah not many on him uh that's I mean, a good point lacazette came off the bench and did really well for Arsenal. yeah he might be in line for a start but just to look at this now i mean i mean a, a, a coming into my thought straight away thinking maybe he could be the one to replace lukaku um, so you know, the I, th- I think, and then you're seeing Kane creeping up, it's just unfortunately for him, it's just the cost, isn't it? Um, so in terms of potential Lukaku replacements, I look at this and I still probably think Vardy purely because I'm going with the crowd there 20, 20% have him. Um, but I don't know, the more I'm thinking about it, the more Abamian is going into my head. Who have they got again this weekend? Villa, Friday Ooh, night. Friday night, yeah. And it's not, ter- I mean, yeah, not terrible fixtures. What's no Europe as well. Yeah. Yeah. True. Patrick Bamford. Leeds haven't got bad fixtures, judging by what you're going on down there. He's been out though, hasn't he? Yeah, well, that they've been terrible. That ruins but that one. The, I think the reason <laughs> they've been terrible is because their players have been out with part of the reason mm. they've been terrible. But I think when, when they get their proper team back, I think Leeds will probably go on a run, particularly with those fixtures, which all look, Pretty nice, apart from maybe Spurs away. Yeah, well, that was one of the thinking behind my uh, Rafinha move, to be honest. 
Um, I was maybe thinking about getting Gabriel Jesus, but I don't want that thing of he was brought off again midweek or didn't. I can't remember whether he was brought off early or, or didn't play at all. He didn't play um, at all, I don't think. Yeah, so it it looks like he might start, but then you never know, do you? It's just a, t- a total guessing game. Surprised he's actually owned by 6.6%. I think that's quite high for a player who is by no means guaranteed. Um, Sam Maximin, 17.3. I mean, he's not realistically a Lukaku replacement. I'm surprised to see that he's uh, selected so high, to be honest. Um, And nobody else on there would really look. I'm surprised to see Ollie Watkins. What's Ollie Watkins done? Not a lot. Uh, him, him and Ings are playing as a front two and, and Ings, Ings was the next player on the list but he's the next one who's been cut off I mean, well, Ings, got, Ings scored again last week um, I don't he's, got think, he's got such fewer points than everyone else on that list hasn't he I don't think it's working for, for Villa at the moment Watkins was, the... In, Watkins was injured at the start of the season yeah he, he did miss about a month I think um, you look at it he's got half the amount of points of yeah. more pay there Almost half of a Bamiyang, he would say, had a great season. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised seeing there as well. The, the only one really doing well on that list, I'm surprised actually. Neil Mope is a surprise on 34, so maximum on 39, but really the only one that's doing particularly well is Vardy. Firmino would have been nowhere near, obviously, mm-hmm. until last week. So, how many points? He got 20 points, and he was on 11 until last week. Um, but yeah, I think realistically, it's it's Jamie Vardy unless you unless you want to do something different. This is the XG for the last five games, um, and it pretty much backs up what we just said. Uh, surprised to see Aubameyang on there, to be honest. Um, or is it XG or is it goals? I've I've ordered it wrong. <laughs> I think it's actually just goals, isn't it? It's your chart, Coops. <laughs> it's my chart. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's understats chart. It's understats chart, which I've not ordered correctly. So what I was supposed to be looking at was the XG, but what I've actually just shown is the goals. But this is for the last five games. But it does back up pretty much what we've just said. Apart from the fact that Andrews Townsend is on there and you don't like him. Um, it's not that I don't like him. I just think he's, it's just I'm not I'm not buying into you know the Andros Townsend hype that I keep hearing everybody's talk about. It's just no, I'm joking. But um, uh, yeah, so that's the last five games. It's pretty much as you expect, isn't it? So Callum and Callum Wilson just has just come back. So is that his last five games or his last four games? Um, Good point. You, you look know. very confused. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to work out. It's, no, it's, it's got to be his last five games, hasn't it? But yeah, he's only got, yeah. So he, no, no, that that that's him this season, isn't it? Because he's only got four games. Yeah, and surely, I mean, Firmino. If you're talking about unexpected goals, I mean, those those tap ins he scored last week would would all have an expected goal, a pretty high expected goals rating. I thought so. Um, but don't get they're, more they're all even those. Everybody, everybody on this list is apart from Cristiano Ronaldo's overperforming for XG. Cristiano Ronaldo's underperforming. So he's at 3.79, but he's only scored three. Uh, the numbers are really small. Salah is massively overperforming, but that's not very really surprised given he's sort of weaved his way through the entire team twice. Andrus Townsend, massively overperforming. Um, Odson Eduard, massively overperforming. He's only really got an XG of one, but he's scored three. But I think to do a couple of those coming in his very first game, seems yeah. to ring a bell. Um, yeah. Not that hard these days, though, really, is it? Oof, wow. Oof, sorry, Arsenal fans. <laughs> um, Jimmy Vardy, obviously massively overperforming, but he's always massively overperforming. Um, he is the biggest overperformer on that list, which is a surprise, really, given that 
presumably for Salah's two goals, the, the, you know the ones that I'm talking about, the ones against City and against Watford, the XG for those must have been very high. Um, but he's still not overperforming as much as Jamie Vardy. Who Jamie Vardy, you, you describe him as a bit of like, not a tapping merchant really, but he, all of his touches come inside the box. It's, it's a surprise to see him overperforming really. I'm not, I'm not really sure how they calculate XG. But he does, and he'll probably do it for the rest of the season because that's what he's made a career out of doing. And um, if we move on to the next one, which is hopefully the correct thing for what I'm going to be talking about. So I haven't got the fixtures up this week. Um, as we normally do, I've got up the list because I thought there were some interesting ones. So we mentioned last week that a lot of people had done a Ronaldo Lukaku swap because of the fixtures. Um, obviously Chelsea's fixtures, you know, the Newcastle ones may be a bit of an unknown now, but before was obviously seen as a gimme, so it was sort of three gimmies in a row, one of Norwich, Newcastle and Burnley, but now Lukaku's injured and Werner's uh, picked up something as well. Uh, on Chelsea, who do you think will start up front if those two are injured? Havertz, maybe, and they do they do kind of a bit of a funky thing around him. Because um, they, they, have, they have two up top, don't they? But Havertz isn't really a striker as such. So it's a um, well, they've had, yeah, they've had, obviously, Lukaku up there for what feels like every minute of every, of the season. I think he, went, he, he actually went off, didn't he, against Brentford? But, it'll no, be, I think, it'll be Havertz and Mount and, and someone, won't it? Zayat, does he fit? Pulisic um, isn't. hudson Adoy. hudson Adoy. Hudson Odoi assisted Havertz's goal. I mean, they'll, Malmo, they'll, so. they'll they'll just dig down the back of the sofa and find someone. I think <laughs> you know, like Ruben Loftus Cheek will turn up somewhere. Um, yeah, the it, it's obviously a blow for Lukaku because he's their main their main man, their main striker. But if any squad can absorb that, I think it's Chelsea. It's it's it's, it's not the same as Liverpool missing Salah. I don't think. Um, I think they'll they'll be able to sort of sustain it, especially with those fixtures. If we if we if we're saying two, three weeks, maybe up to the international break, which I hope he does miss because Belgium are playing Wales, so it'd be nice if he didn't play in that. But um, <laughs> uh, I still expect Chelsea to get seven points minimum, probably nine from those next three games, even without Lukaku. Yeah, I think from Chelsea's point of view, it's probably a good time to not have any strikers, but from an FPL point of view, it's, it's a bad time for them to be yeah. to be injured, um, especially if you've just brought him in. It's not as bad for us who had him already. Um, but if you have done like a Ronaldo Lukaku switch, you're probably going to be feeling a little bit sick. <laughs> we spoke about Leeds before, obviously. Um, I think part of the reason that they have had such a bad start is because they've never really had their team fit. Bamford's, you know, it's sort of essential for them going um, forward and a bit of second season syndrome as well. But if they are going to stay up, and I, th- I, I personally think that they will, just because they were so good last season and they, they can blow teams away. Um, you would expect some improvement against, you know, Wolves, Norwich. Um, <laughs> it'd be interesting actually because it'd be interesting against Wolves. I think because both teams like to play football, don't they? I don't know how, how do you see that one going. Alex, do you, do you expect to beat them? Away? Lots, of, lots of mistakes and lots of goals. I would think. Yeah, it is going to be like that, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it could, it could be pretty high scoring that. And then Leeds, you'd expect them to be Norwich, and if if. The, if Leeds come away from those two fixtures with you know one point or zero points, then maybe the conversation will change because then they've got Leicester and, and Tottenham, which are two pretty tough fixtures before a run of three, which has two greens in. But I certainly won't class Palace and and Brentford as easy fixtures at the moment. Um, but I think the the one that really stuck out was was Chelsea and and Leeds and, and Brentford as well. Brentford have been playing well, but. 
it, when a newly promoted team is all of a sudden, you know, and they won't be expected to win against Leicester, but against Burnley, Norwich and Newcastle, maybe they will be. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but maybe that, that's maybe a little bit tougher for a, new, a newly promoted side than, than it appears with all the green. I think Leicester's an interesting game for them because they've really took, they're, or they're trying to turn that um, their home ground into kind of a bit of a, you know, the, the sort of vibrant atmosphere. They've not necessarily had the results there. They 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 lost to Chelsea, obviously. They lost to Brighton, I think, I seem to remember. Um, they obviously got that draw with Liverpool. Um, they, they when, when they get, I mean, there was a spell there in that last 15, 20 minutes of that Chelsea game. I've got no idea how Chelsea survived without the season of goal. They were absolutely all over them. And um, it was obviously Mendy was the reason why they didn't score. But um, I think they're one of those teams that if they can get whipped up and they can get the crowd behind them, could be a difficult one for Leicester, especially coming back from Europe as well. Um, so I, I'd, I'd, give them, I'd give them more than a decent chance at home to Leicester, to be honest. It's the away ones that I'd probably, you know, I think, I, I don't, I don't think Burnley away suits them. and. Um, Arguably Newcastle away doesn't either. It depends on what's going on with them at the time. Um, and then you're into harder games against the likes of Everton and Spurs. So, um, yeah, Leicester on the quiet could be a big game for them. Um, and I'd give them a decent chance. Yeah, obviously for me, uh, I'm going to stick hold of uh, Mbwemo despite him in the post twice at the weekend, which was unfortunate. But uh, And a lot of people looking at Ivan Tony, aren't they? And a lot They've got a lot of midfielders who, um, I mean, they, they can be quite a direct team at times and they get in the box and they get on the end of things, um, so it might there might be some cheap options in there for people to keep an eye on. Um, and yeah, Leicester at home, I, I think I, I won't be surprised if they won that game. Yeah, we'll move it down to the the next lot of FDR. Um, there's there's not as many you know big sort of green runs in this. Well, apart from Norwich actually, which is interesting. Maybe <laughs> there's no such um, thing as a green run. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, the Luxembourg of the Premier. League. <laughs> I mean, so, those five get that's that, that's where they stay up. That's I mean, that's them staying up or going down, isn't it? Those five yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, yeah, if they come away from, the, I mean, how many points would you realistically say they need out of those? But assuming they lose to Chelsea, which is almost um, guaranteed, they um, probably need about ten. They'll yeah, probably, nine, nine or ten. They need three wins, don't they? Yeah, about six, six games. Three. It needs to be double figures. Yeah. yeah, they need three wins out of, out of those games. Out of those five games, they need three wins. You would think because they're on what one point at the moment. Two, I think. Two, two, yeah. Does, Sorry, does Claudio Ranieri last until that Man City game? That's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, it, he's he's taken that job and been given an absolute hospital pass with Liverpool yes. in the first game. Yeah. Then, then this Everton one's not easy. Normally, so. you think clubs sack, clubs sack managers when they there's going to be a nice run coming. But I guess yeah. if I guess if you Watford, you do it so often, you just don't even bother to check anymore. And um, you know, they, it was just weird is, that he was sacked anyway. I didn't think they'd been that bad. I mean, there's a, ve- there's a very real chance that they lose every one of those games. Yeah, it's all right. Southampton at home might be the one you're thinking, but they're, they're useful on the day. Arsenal, Man United, Leicester, Chelsea, Man City. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it is really harsh. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, they're playing that pretty much the. The big six plus, you know, having already played Liverpool, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even, I didn't even notice that run was so bad. Um, it could be a pretty tough run for West Ham as well. Obviously, they're in action tonight, so we don't at the moment we don't have the the knowledge of what team they're going to put out. But Spurs, Liverpool, City, and Chelsea, and their next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, I, I do expect West. They've still been doing pretty well, but I do expect them to fall away with Europe. Um. 
you know, European games. I don't think that their squad is, it, I mean, it's good enough, but I don't think it's deep enough. And, you know, we've seen in the past with, with teams and we've seen it this season as well with Leicester, who have picked up recently, to be fair. And obviously the, the, they came back and won last night, but I do expect West Ham to fall away. Maybe they'll sign a striker in January because I think they need another striker. They've got one forward who they signed as a full-back and I say this every week. And obviously, he's a striker now and he scores goals, but he's got hamstrings that are made of, like, papier-mâché or something. Um, so I do think that they'll fall away. But I've, I've kept off Antonio all season and he's the one player who I look at and worry every week because he is good. Um, but yeah, I, I do expect them to fall away. And we'll just finish on Wolves, Alex, um, because you've got two Wolves players. You've got Traore. I've got Jimenez. Um, who's your second Wolves player? Is it, is it Traore and Jimenez? But you yes, expect indeed. you expect Jimenez to start this weekend, do you? Yeah, Jimenez. Jimenez will be back in the team. Are you That's thinking fun. about Huang? Presumably you're not going to get three. But for no, anybody else who's no. thinking about Huang, Jimenez is the uh, Jimenez is there now. And now Calvert Lewin's not returning anytime soon. He's going to remain. Um, the weird one with Wolves is that you could get a defender, but because they're all decent value, but I don't actually think we defend that well at the moment, so I don't see much point in that. And obviously, you've got Neves and Matinho, who are both great at what they do, but they don't really score you a lot of FPL points. I know Neves scored last week, etc. Um, I think if you if you're looking at any Wolves asset, Jimenez is the one. That's it. He's 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 the main one out there, and, and you can take a flyer on Traore for what he brings, but you you have to take the rough with a smooth where he's concerned. I think take a flyer on Traore. I think on that note <laughs> we'll finish for this week. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, you, Alex. You literally just come up with pap- papier mache hamstrings. So <laughs> <laughs> We're all just blagging it, really, aren't we? <laughs> If, if you've listened to this part in Apple Podcasts, please do give us a five-star rating. If you watch it on YouTube, give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, we'll be back. In fact, we will be back next week because I'm on holiday next week. And I actually am on a holiday as well rather than just a holiday in the house. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm going to Bristol on a holiday. Oh, Basically, we couldn't go anywhere abroad because I'm going with a group of mates and one of them's a fireman and he can't get quarantined anywhere because he has to be out. So we had to do a holiday in the UK and it had to be a city which none of us had been before. And which, um, but, and which isn't very flammable, so it doesn't have to do any work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we might not be back next week, um, but if you've watched at this point, or listened at this point, then thanks for watching and listening. <laughs>